I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The hideaway is open tonight. I licked at it or whatever. You know, quicksand is that the equivalent is made out of dicks, 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 dicks. It's banter. What do you think about Brexit? What's what's that? Does that mean we won't have any are calling gather around the fire pit where we are interviewing different people in our lives to get their perspectives and opinions on this most recent season all of island seasons and franchises uh reality tv and life in general yes so something very exciting is that today we are actually coming at you live i am looking into eyes across the table from me (laughs) We are in Nashville, and we have never done this this way. Yeah, this is really exciting. This is our first time being able to record together in person. It's very different, but cool. I like it. (laughs) As always, please follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at She's Got The Chat. Please leave us a review, rating, all those things. Yes. We didn't read a review last week, but if you leave a really good one, We'll read it next week. Absolutely. Please leave some reviews. I'd love to read some. Yes. Yes. Today's guest is very special because she is one member of our internet friend crew. So let's get into it. Let's chat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are thrilled to welcome to the podcast, Lauren. Yay. Hi. Lauren is originally (laughs) from Wayland, Massachusetts, but she currently resides in New York City And she is a mental health and sex therapist. Another incredible perspective to bring to this conversation. Absolutely. Lauren, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited. Tell us a little bit more about you. What would you like our listeners to know about you? Oh, goodness. I feel like you already introed me so well. I am a New York resident, a therapist, 
an amateur pastry chef um, <laughs> and a reality television, specifically a reality dating show fanatic mm. um, and have been for quite some time. Beautiful. You've come to the right place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how do we know you? Um, so we were all added to a group chat, I think in November or December of maybe even, uh, end of 2020, winter 2020 into winter, like 2021. You actually don't know what time of year it was. I, it was cold. And okay. it's something was someone's season was airing, right? Yeah, we, because it was a live. Uh, mm-hmm. We were in a live Zoom with Game of Roses. It was uh, Tasha mm-hmm. and Claire's season. Okay, yeah. Bachelor. So it must have been during the fall. Yeah, and it was around election time too. I remember that. Um, we were added into a group chat of people that are very, very passionate about talking about, <laughs> uh, watching, recapping, commentating on The Bachelor. And um, we have been chatting ever since. And I got to meet Mara twice. And mm-hmm. this is my first time meeting Ari, which is so special. She's wonderful in person. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is our version, we've been saying all weekend, of Love is Blind. Yes. Because it feels like, not that I didn't know what Lauren looked like, but I've never like been with you in person, but right. I know everything about you. Now like, you know how often I blink if I see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like putting your like personality to the person I met online. Yeah. Do I talk similar to the way I text? Well, yeah, you've I also, so. I mean, I've, we've like, memos. yeah, send voice memos <laughs> and FaceTimed and stuff. Yeah, so. that's true. I would say you do. Yeah. Okay. What if I showed up with a completely different personality? That would be insane. I mean, that would have been I'd an be interesting shocked. social experiment. So, Lauren, tell us a little bit more about what reality TV you watch. Okay. So, the when hmm, I guess the first reality show I ever was really, really passionate about was American Idol when I was oh, in middle yeah, school. Oh, yeah. That's a good Dude, example. Same. I used to vote same. like a hundred times, yeah. and it, but you do it by calling the number from your landline. Yeah. I remember voting for Kelly Clarkson like a thousand times. Oh. Yeah. I'll see you. That was uh, no. a little before I you feel Yeah, I didn't really watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like that like the Adam Lambert era I was so deep in that yeah Lauren I was so deeply in love with Adam Lambert me too I which informs the rest of my like weird punk emo musician crushes well because isn't he still like touring with Queen he like really actually made a pretty wild yeah he's like a household name I just know he was on Pretty Little Liars he done that like one oh shit I never watched that show um no so I went to my like first concerts ever were the American Idol top 10 I went to two. I went to two I went of to them. Two oh my god! Stop. Wait, I went to the Adam Lambert one and the David Archuleta one. I think because I was also in love with David Archuleta. I think I might have been the two years following that because we had like a friend of a friend that was all, like in one of it. Oh, um, someone that like my mom's boss worked for, so she they, we like went with them, and we had to drive up to New Hampshire for some reason. Mm. I mean, we yeah, I Boston drove to one. Portland from Southern oh. Oregon. My dad drove. Me oh my <laughs> to see. god! And this is the beginning of me just being in love with not straight men (laughs) both of those men not straight Mm -hmm. I was so Mm -hmm. fucking deeply obsessed Mm -hmm. like deeply obsessed I met who was the guy that actually ended up winning the season Adam was on Chris Chris Allen Allen. I met him which I was like whatever about because I hated him I just wanted to meet Adam we like literally went my mom and I and sat in the Mm -hmm. lobby of the hotel we knew that they were staying at wow and just like saw who you've been a fangirl since day one yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) 
love it. But yeah, I did not get to meet Adam, but I left him a note at the lobby with the receptionist. I bet he keeps it in his wallet till this day. (laughs) (laughs) Besides American Idol, though. I still love you. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I have a reality TV hiatus. And then I remember very specifically a snow day junior year of Mm. high school where I was on my Facebook news feed and an article was suggested to me. And this tells you what the Facebook algorithm knew about me when I was 16. And it was like... This woman on The Bachelor was slut shamed for potentially having sex in the ocean with the lead, and it was Juan Pablo's season in Classic oh. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Why not watch this show? I also recently just like discovered Netflix and Hulu. I don't know why I got to that so much later in life. Um, and from there, kind of do- through that, I got a lot of recommendations into other dating shows. Mm-hmm. I, all the Netflix ones, right? Like the Ultimatum, Love is Blind, Perfect Match. And yeah. then, um, I guess I had seen like a season or two of Love is Blind in college, but then you two really, really dragged me into that. Love pit. Island. Yeah. Yes. Love Island. Yes. It's the show that we're here to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we'll ask you more about that specifically, but mm-hmm. that is interesting to me. What was mm-hmm. the first season of The Bachelor you watched? Juan Pablo's. Okay. So I caught because up Because of that. It live. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then I love this. A, yeah, a yeah. fucking course you like got into reality dating shows because you were algorithmically like fucking prompted to read an article about oh I gotta interrogate this further and then after that they had Andy who like in I don't know 2013 was very much like a feminist bachelor I know except for she's mad yeah and she I mean she was like a she was a prosecutor right she was yeah oh really fair but yeah yeah shit but she was it was a very cool season back in the day it was a good season but she married or didn't marry but didn't she end it with josh yeah after she dumped nick made love to right oh yeah but didn't or said i love you why would you make love love to to me me if you weren't in in love love with me me. (laughs) (laughs) nick vials was my first season I know you guys know this. Oh, okay. So I'm more of an OG bachelor than than y'all. I've told you guys why. So I started watching because the uh, the guy that I was doing my internship alongside of, um, we worked at the same place. He told me that his ex girlfriend Taylor Nolan was going on the show. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit! I like I didn't know her at all, but I was like, maybe I should watch the show. I actually totally because he told me a lot about her. Did you ever go back and watch um, Nick Vile's rookie seasons? Mm, I watched Caitlin Bristow season, okay, but, not uh, but I haven't Hulu. watched Andy's. That's, I think it might be on Hulu. That's a fun watch. Yeah, I've I seen. I went back and watched. I tried to like do a big rewatch. I've seen Ben Higgins. I've seen Caitlin Bristow. I saw Chris Souls. Yeah, but I should see. I should. I should oh, go I back and watch Andy's. You watching during that I know. time. My first season was my first full season was Jason Mesnick. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. But I did watch a part of Deanna Pappas's season, who was the Bachelorette before him. She was one of the firsts, mm-hmm. and yeah. I would like sneak and watch the shit on my mom's like desktop computer when I was yeah. like twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's anyway. so crazy. And I watched every season of Bachelor Pad as it was coming out. Oh, I never wow. I've never seen that. Bachelor Pad. I've heard it's um, good, though. It was yeah, nice. I... I started watching in a way that coincided with, like, the first, like, year that I watched was the first year of VIP. So I really feel like I came uh, in at the beginning of an era. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. The definitely. Elon Gale these, era. Mm-hmm, yeah. See some old players and learn about old players through Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I want to go back and watch Sean Lowe's. Oh, Oh, that's why you guys weren't... I picked up on every single fucking thing that they did in Zach's season to make it exactly like Sean Lowe's season. No, I, I like, didn't... I mean, besides, obviously, the Game of Roses stuff. You hadn't seen it. No, I have no idea of any of that stuff. 
watch it, and Zach's yeah. season will make a lot more sense to you. you know Literally, what? I did it's watch wild. That. That's crazy. I saw there. Remember when like Chris Harrison did those like the greatest. greatest of all yeah, time? Yeah, during COVID. Yeah, oh, that I was did a watch dark that. time. I did watch that. So I remember yeah. scenes from Sean those seasons. That, that's a, we're, if we're going down that path. That's, that's a, a dark, dark time. <laughs> I don't like yeah, no, let's pivot. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so. we can pivot question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you are in the mental health field, mm-hmm. as are Mara and I. How do you think that that affects the way that you watch or enjoy TV in general and reality TV specifically? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, and I feel like I fluctuate. I have like different answers for that, and I feel like they're all true, but maybe don't necessarily all go hand in hand. Yeah. In some ways, I feel like it informs the TV I'm drawn to because I like stuff that is like light or silly mm-hmm. um, or like dramatic, but like kind of inconsequential drama, which honestly some of these shows have actually not necessarily, I've kind of veered away from inconsequential drama to like life ruining drama yeah. for the last <laughs> couple of years. But I think um, I very rarely am able to watch like heavy or intense shows or shows that require a lot of like intention to follow like very dark heavy drama like I can't go home after work even though I don't work in a super super stressful environment um yeah I was talking to a friend who's also a therapist and was like we it's, it would be very difficult for us to go home after work and like watch something like the last of totally. us even though I do want to see it yeah oh, it's worth watching so I feel sure. like that's what informs me being drawn to more like sitcoms rom-coms yeah. um reality dating I also just like I think a love of or a fascination with human behavior. Yeah. Maybe you guys can relate to this. Mm-hmm. Um, like I chose a job because I'm just interested in hearing about people's lives and especially like relationships um, yeah. and romance and sexuality. So I feel like that also informs it. And then at the same time, uh, maybe because of the content we can like the podcasts and recaps we consume, I think it's really interesting from like a more critical standpoint to look at these shows as like very much representative of the culture that we live in and yeah. the microcosm of like American socialization and polit- and culture. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. I, I definitely identify with that heavily because it's like, I, I can't again, like I also don't work in a super, mm-hmm. s- sometimes it's really stressful, mm-hmm. but like it's as not, as far as when you think of social work jobs, definitely. It's not like, you know, I'm hearing traumas day in, day out mm-hmm. kind of situation, but yeah, it is just, like, it's a heavy job in a lot of, like, ways just emotionally. Mm-hmm. And going home and watching something, like, watching a drama, mm-hmm. I need to, like, mentally prepare myself yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that, like, HBO does it on Sundays because it's, like, I've had a whole weekend to, like, relax, basically, from work. And so I feel prepared That's to a, watch something I'm Sunday sure night. I'm <laughs> very intentional. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, watching The Last of Us didn't, like, take too much out of me because I watched it religiously every, mm-hmm. like, Sunday night. Mm. But um, if I had to, like, go back and, like, binge watch it kind of thing, I would have a hard time getting into it. I would be very, like, hesitant to want to watch it because I know how it would, like, affect me. Yeah. This is, like, when I was still in DV work and everyone was like, have you seen Made? It's so amazing. And oh, I was yeah. like, People told me I to watch literally, that too. I, did, I ended up watching um, a few episodes, but I was like, I will be doing this on the clock. Yeah. Like I did it during the day right. when I was working and I was using it to like prepare for a, a training that I was doing. But I was like, you think I'm going to come home from hearing about domestic violence while they didn't watch a show about domestic violence? Right. Mm-hmm. right. No, I want to come home and I want to see who is this playing games, right. who's licking <laughs> whose tit or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I want <laughs> inconsequential drama. And again, yeah. I know that shows, I mean, I think all reality shows, but especially The Bachelor in the last couple of years have felt less inconsequential and 
more kind of, like you like can't watch a season without a racism scandal and that's why I think well, I'm really exactly. on some of these shows too yeah I struggle with that too that's why like last season of Love Island was such a bummer to get through because it felt like there was a lot of violence like and a lot of toxicity the most recent one or last uh, summer no season 8 with Luca right yes. yeah yeah because I was like actually I thought that, that this one was relatively it was yeah. it yeah. was better except for on a few of the girls parts yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it yeah. but um yeah that's why it's like such a bummer when that shit I mean obviously because it's also traumatizing for the people experiencing it right but it's a bummer for me <laughs> yeah because I do use it as an escape and that's yeah. not what I want to be thinking about or dealing with or like continuing to process or have to advocate for or, like whatever uh-huh. it, in my like escape yeah escapism. outside of work hours exactly yeah. yeah absolutely I totally agree it's funny because Lucas is always like I don't know how you can watch this because everyone's always just screaming at each other that's and he's how, like oh my god when I watch Housewives Gabe is like yes, I actually can't especially. even follow a top yeah Lucas will be like I literally can't listen to this can you listen on headphones because like I can't handle all the screaming and yelling and I'm like but it's so it literally calms me it calms me I don't know how to describe it I was at home in chaotic environments maybe there's something deeply comfortable for us about being surrounded by shouting and screaming maybe this is something I should talk to my therapist about I was listening to one of Rachel Lindsay's podcasts the other day and she was talking about how like her number one go-to like I need to chill is she gets in a bubble bath with a glass of wine and watches a Bravo show and my mind went exactly I was like that sounds perfect but also like from the outside from Gabe's perspective from Lucas's perspective I can see how that sounds fucking insane insane yeah definitely Definitely. To be like, mm, time to relax. And, and then like, people are like literally like physically fighting each other. Yeah. I feel like there's like a little bit of like schadenfreude or something there. Just like there's like, if, if, when our, if our lives are hectic, if our lives are chaotic, if yeah. we have drama or have to deal with a lot at work, seeing something, something, seeing like other people go through something and be able to like enjoy drama without having any real stakes in it, even yeah. if it isn't inconsequential. I, I feel like there's something very human about enjoying the, like that type of chaos. Totally get that. I think that's where reality TV gets like a bad rep, but it's actually like, but that's also exactly why so many people enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so popular. Yeah. So Lauren, have you seen any other seasons of Love Island? If so, which ones? And do you watch any other iterations of Love Island? I haven't seen any other iterations. I think there was one time where maybe I put on a US version to try and watch, or it started auto-playing after Hulu and I fully fell asleep during it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, only the UK versions. Um, when it was recommended to me, I think like senior year of college, I thought like, oh, because I'm if I'm, I always like start shows from the beginning. I was like, let me binge this, and I watched the first season mm-hmm. um, and of was, UK. Yes, um, which is very different, especially if yeah. someone was like, you watched The Bachelor, you'd like Love Island, probably meaning like it was probably I don't know season four or five yeah. around then. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, the and watching the first season was like, what is this? Like yeah. fucking on camera. Um, yeah. The, the incessant like smoking it was very interesting I thought okay yeah. and I watched it in full and I enjoyed it but it was also weird and then I think maybe around the pandemic I watched um season five right that's okay. Molly May's season yeah. mm-hmm. I've started a few yeah. other seasons it's more a Higgins season but yeah <laughs> Mo- mean, Molly, Molly May was also Molly on Molly May and Tommy it. won <laughs> I, I feel like more people associate with Molly May did they win? no Amber, Amber did Craig oh you're right Amber Craig won what am I saying sorry yeah. I was looking at a Wikipedia 
Wikipedia page before this to refresh my memory. <laughs> I don't think that's very smart. And then I've watched the last two seasons, not like live, live, but pretty much consistently, like while it's airing on yeah. Hulu. Okay, wait. So season one, five, eight, eight and nine. nine. Yeah. And oh, I've that's seen, it, and that's all you've seen. Mm-hmm. I've oh, seen. Shit. I've started a few other seasons. Okay. I started the one you guys recommended that I think Olivia Atwood was on. Oh, season three, three. three. Yeah. And then yeah. I started season the one, good. the first Winter Love Island. That's the one that like Shanice. Um. Yeah, yeah. Shanice. Yeah. 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 And that's the one. Well, I guess that's a good one. I was gonna say who won, but that's a oh, spoiler. Yeah. yeah but spoiler. they are still together. Oh, cute. Yeah. People who are still together. okay so how do you feel then that this season being love island season nine Mm -hmm. compares to other reality tv you've watched and the other seasons of love island that you've watched i think this was an easy season i think i haven't seen enough love island where it's getting dry and boring but there wasn't anything stand out but at the same time there wasn't any there wasn't anything like as toxic i think as some of the other things and especially i've been thinking a lot about the last two seasons of love is blind at least in comparison to this current season of love is blind wow Um, yeah and we were talking about it right how like it wasn't just like haha he's toxic it was like oh this behavior is scary yeah and um so i think having love this season of love island compared to previous seasons of Love Island, compared to other reality shows that are going on, felt a little bit like a palate cleanser. And it's funny I'm saying that, because obviously, like, there was still shit on it. There's still stuff going down behind the scenes. There's right. still, like, the incessant internet bullying. Um, so the fact that this felt a little lighter was good. It felt just very, like, easy yeah. to watch for me. I, I didn't find myself getting too bored, um, but I also didn't find myself, like jumping out of my seats you guys have talked about how there weren't like a standout character there wasn't yeah. a Maura Higgins or an Ekin Sue but at the same time it, it felt like a good kind of reintroduction to Love Island maybe mm. like I feel like probably from my limited experience exactly what you would ask for from a winter a slightly like an off-season show yeah Love right. Island. I get that actually mm-hmm. it's a refreshing perspective mm-hmm I feel like I was so deep in it because we were obviously recording and recapping and so I it was know. like I was like hyper fixated on everything yeah well you all had stronger opinions than I did because I think you were watching it with such a critical eye whereas yeah. I was just kind of tuning in and tuning out and also I mean by the nature of the way that I watch television I'm just not super present for every second of it right yeah. and obviously I talked to you guys about it and absorbed your opinions was fantastic but while just watching it I don't think anything was really like really like gripped me but in a way that was nice yeah. in a way that was mm. easy I have a follow-up question that I didn't actually write down. Yeah. Why do you think... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> why, do you, why do you think Ari and I did not have the opinion of apparently the entire UK when it came to some of the characters on the show? <laughs> well, I. that's a good question. Um, what? It, where do you guys differer? A few things. I, yeah. I, I'm not super tuned into the. I, I scroll through Reddit, but I'm not super tuned into. You guys are my primary source of Love Island feedback, as yeah. it should be. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, okay. Basically, like a lot of people online felt that Ron was being bullied by Rosie's. Well, and by, by the boys. By the by Casey, Will, and Tom, and then people don't like Sam and Sammy and Tom because they they also thought Sammy was bullying Ron. And then they also thought that Tom, and we did mention this on the podcast, mm-hmm. like only ever commented and complimented Sammy Sammy's on her looks. looks. Yeah. Hmm. Those are the biggest differences, I would say. Yeah, well, like Sam opinions. and Tommy were our favorite couple, and we were like fully anti-Ron. Yeah. But also, <laughs> a lot of people didn't like Zara, and we really liked her. Oh, yeah, Zara, oh, too, really? to yeah. throw away back. I mean, obviously, everyone was on the same page about people like Olivia. Yeah. But yeah, people yeah. hated Zara and thought that she was the instigator of yeah. that shit. I have and... a theory for why I think it's different, yeah, but I, I want to hear what you think I don't first. know if I have a theory, because some of these 
these opinions. I'm just learning. I had never heard like the Sammy and I, I think you guys alluded to some Sammy and Tom hate, but I yeah. I thought they were gonna win. Um, I yeah, I don't I don't know. That's a really good question. I didn't realize that the UK felt so differently about these things. Yeah. What's your theory? I think that. I think that some of it has to do with the way I think it's because it's like UK people versus Americans. I don't know. I, I think it's just because I think it's like the way they watch reality TV. Cause sometimes they get like really caught up. It seems like they get really, really caught up in this being like somebody's life. Whereas I think maybe because of all the reality TV that Americans watch, or at least that we watch, mm-hmm. I'm able to kind of like take a step back and like, I see it as a TV show. I don't see it as like Ron's life. Do you know what I mean? Kind of. I don't, I think you might be underestimating how much reality TV. I mean, I know that they do. I, Cause like, I know plenty of people in the UK wa- love like real housewives and shit like that. So, yeah. and like love is blind and like all of I that. I mean, I've gotten into this before and hopefully soon my brother and sister-in-law will come on the pod, but they lived in the UK and not only mm. did I start watch, uh, watching Love Island because of them, but we watched Jordy Shore, which is like oh, the yeah. uh, British version of, uh, Jersey Shore and I'm like million times crazier fucking batshit. Yeah. I mean, I watched so much trash TV with them that they got into in the UK. Yeah. I do think that in general, and this is something that I know that the three of us talk about a lot and that Game of Roses talks about and just a general conversation that exists in Bachelor Nation is that people do tend to avoid looking beyond what's presented and thinking about how production might be influencing things, thinking about why they might want you to feel a certain way or think a certain thing. They, they kind of just like watch what's presented to them and believe that like, Oh, that person's crying because of that. When really it could be because they're like being fucking tortured and like basically right. Right. For, you know? Yeah to get a reaction or sleep deprived like sleep deprivation is a very common thing that they do on these sorts of shows in order to lead to heightened emotional reaction and like i yeah i think that that's not a uk or u.s specific thing i just find that that's in general yeah most viewers still i think of shows like this don't consider that sort of stuff that's probably true this is a bachelor thing so something that i have heard come up a lot or that people have said to me is like gabby was so mean to the limo driver when they pulled her up to yes. the proposal and she was like when Katie gets here don't drop her off here it's so muddy my mind I didn't even have that thought I was just like she's obviously talking to a producer right exactly which is the case and I think she's now come out on podcasts and said that yeah. but some people I mean I saw it on Jared's Freed story I've heard like my friends have been like that was so fucked up to like right. talk to you know like a driver that way I was like she wasn't talking She's fucking talking to a producer and she's responding that way to them because fuck them. They're torturing her on purpose. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think that's a good example of like the sort of um, not seeing the the forces behind the curtain. I definitely agree. The Wizard of Oz. Yes. The Wizard of Oz. 100%. I also think that because the show is on so frequently and everyone is watching it and it's like every single day, there's like a big like media bubble that's always like surrounding it i think it's very easy for like to hear so many opinions because like this was kind of the first time i ever really tuned in to like what the uk audience was thinking about the contestants because obviously we were tracking it and recapping it and i was trying to like keep afloat with all of that yeah 
It was interesting because usually we would recap it and then I would do the research on like what people thought. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh shit, like people have very different opinions than us about this. And which is good. We have hot yeah, takes. You don't I mean, want to come here and get run-of-the-mill garbage mm-hmm, that's what, so I, what everyone on Reddit is saying. No, yeah. thank you. Exactly. You don't want to hear the same thing <laughs> times. But I felt like that was kind of what was happening. It was like I kept hearing like the same like points being like reiterated. And I was just yeah. kind of like, I don't know. I feel like something – I feel like it felt to me like everyone was getting really caught up in the like discourse of it all rather than actually like thinking what's happening here. But I think that goes into your point, Ari, that everyone's really thinking about like – what the producers are doing Mm -hmm. but anyway okay so lauren how do you think the bachelor compares to love island Ooh, that's a really good question i um i it's hard to make a comparison i feel like the closest comparison is bachelor in paradise versus Mm -hmm. love island especially because they just fully stole casa more this year yes Um, they did in bachelor in paradise that is i think what split week yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. fuck that Um, (laughs) yeah i think i think the bachelor in some ways feels a little more antiquated obviously um this feels younger and more modern um and but i what i do appreciate about bachelor or at least bachelor in paradise specifically is the um the fact that you already have like buy-in to these characters you tune into paradise because you know who these people are and you're excited to see them on your screens again whereas save for like i guess the only people i can think of is like adam collard you aren't getting real you don't really get returning islanders yeah and it's fun and obviously even bachelor still rotates in new cast of people every year but um it's sometimes it takes me a bit to like get to know and care about the characters totally on love island I think that the first, like, week to two weeks is always objectively pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of Love Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that they're doing an all-star season? I heard it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. I think I it's a great idea. idea. Yeah. Idea. I also think The Bachelor, I mean, they're both obviously, like, have small age ranges. I think The Bachelor skews a little bit older, and I've been seeing some discussions on Reddit about, like, how. <laughs> I think like, so. you don't really have 19 and 20-year-olds on The Bachelor. Or no. watching it, for that matter. Oh. I don't think. I don't think well, like Gen Z is. I don't Z think that you can really have watching. nineteen or twenty year olds on the Bachelor because of drinking. Oh, true. But even so, I feel like we don't like every time there's a twenty two or twenty three year old, people are like, "Whoa, she's young." Yeah. Not yeah. That, that different than like twenty five. Right. No, but it's because the show is like about supposed more. to end mm-hmm. an engagement, whereas Love mm-hmm. Island doesn't have that. Right. That's true. There's definitely That's less. True pressure mm-hmm. with love island mm-hmm. yeah and something i've been seeing people talking about on reddit and i have no idea where i stand on this but this idea of like if we limited the age range or brought up the minimum on love island how would that change it would there be less petty drama and more like thoughtful intentional people would that be boring would that be exciting right i'm curious what you guys think about i saw a lot of people on reddit and that thing i that um post i sent to you of like there should be a 23 year old minimum or something i mean yeah. olivia's 27 right yeah i'll just say that i <laughs> She Wait. made good like she just wanted to watch. No, no, I'm just For saying sure. though, like I found her to be one of the least mature yeah. uh, like uh, Olivia compared to Gemma. Gemma, yeah. By the way, we said on our last episode or a few episodes ago that Gemma was twenty. Gemma is still nineteen. Yeah. So she had just turned nineteen when she went on the show. Like she was basically eighteen. Right. Her maturity level compared to and Olivia, right. I think that it has more to do with casting than, like, an age limit. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I don't think the goal of changing the ages is to get rid of immaturity and get rid of drama. I think it just depends on maybe the type of drama. or what, Maybe there's a question of yeah. who brings good drama. I don't know. 
Yeah. I, I kind of think that reality TV is in a little bit of like a sticky situation at the moment because I think we all have like high expectations of like, I don't know, like people want to see people fall in love, but people also want to see people fall apart. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really hard to like do both sometimes. Yeah. I will say though that like I don't it's know. easier on Love Island because they're so or yeah. a Bachelor in Paradise or an like ensemble show. Yeah. But I, I think that's why Ekansu and Davide were perfect because they did all of those things. Yes. Right. Without me feeling like worried for anyone's like safety yeah. or emotional health. And yes. that those are the storylines I want. Definitely. I think that's exactly what ever I think that's what everybody wants. It's also like I've been watching a lot of um, like Vanderpump Rules, obviously because mm-hmm. of Scandal, and like catching up with the current season. Um, I'm gonna watch it in the off season. It's I such I know. a fucking good show. Oh my god, I, know, I could I talk know. hard about it. I won't. But anyway, <laughs> but like watching it though, I'm just like this is such good TV, and like they are not mature. They are all in their 30s. They've got fucking kids and shit now, but they're still being just as messy as they were when they were fucking 22 years old. I fear that would make me sad to watch. No, but it's it's like weirdly like okay. they it, they brought I mean the Bravo shows they just I walk mean, this beautiful fine Yeah, line. Housewives is even more it's like so, they're being messy and they're yeah, fucking like, like grandparents 70 years a lot old. of them. How old is Karen Huger? Right. I think she's like in her um, she's probably in her sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, <laughs> like literally, it's like yeah, like here are these like a bunch of like older women getting messy as fucking immature with each other. Yeah, it's God, it's golden. I love it. I love every second of it. But it's like yeah, I don't know. The producers of these shows do they just treat their talent like so well, and they like do everything they can. I think to attempt to protect them from the public. Bravo, you're saying. Bravo, yeah. Oh. But like. I think a lot of other television programs really struggle yeah. with that part of it. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think it was Sammy and Tom. I watched an interview with Sammy and Tom and them talking about the producers. And I know that sometimes there's like a Stockholm Syndrome thing that happens. Totally. Or just like a trying to stay in the good graces. So this happens even with Bachelor contestants, even though we oh, know yeah. that like Bachelor producers treat them fucking horribly, that mm-hmm. they'll come off and be like, oh, like I love the producers. They're mm-hmm. my best friends. Mm-hmm. But Tom and Sammy were talking about it in a way that felt more believable. They were like, they like truly had our best interests at heart. Right. Which I also... Like, definitely think shows that they were a protected couple. Totally. I'm not saying that that's how they are with everyone. The only couple to get a floating breakfast. Yeah, the right. freaking hideaway breakfast. That was, was insane. Yeah. Speaking of, they had a floating breakfast in Love is Blind. I know! <laughs> I was like, oh, look at here it is. She has a floating she breakfast in the pool. Breakfast in the pool Marshall I and... I know. Well, I was like... It looked bad. It was I like, your hands are wet and I, shit. I know. And then they're like, pastries, and you're like dripping on them. Yeah, but it did a little (laughs) bit make me think maybe this is a life goal of mine as well. So if you'd like to do that together. I think we can make that happen. (laughs) Yeah, I think we can make this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go somewhere with a pool. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So we can go through these last questions rather quickly, but if you have anything you'd like to expand, please feel free to. Who was your favorite Islander of the season? This season. Yes. Mm. At the end of it, I think I was really, really team uh, Will and Jesse. Yeah. I think they were so fun. I don't know if it was a game or an act that she was so, like, girl power the whole time. Yeah. But, like, Ooh, get into if, that more. I'm very curious yeah. to if, hear your thoughts on Jesse. Every me time too. Someone, me too. I, I don't know. This is another thing it. that we totally didn't mention that it was a huge discrepancy yeah. between what we thought and what the audience mm-hmm. thought yeah. um, was the Jesse stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think they had a great arc. I, I – 
it after that Casa Amor stuff, it was really there was this scene that just felt so healthy of Jesse being like, "I'm sorry, it's ta- I, what if this takes me too long to get over, and you're just sick of putting up with it?" He's like, "No, you should feel this way. You should be upset with me." The way right. that he was validating her, I yeah. thought was actually like really incredibly mature. I totally agree. Uh, yes, I think oftentimes there's this feeling of like I'm upset with something, but I can only be so upset about yeah. it before yeah. the person I'm upset about it lose loses um, patience. And I think we've seen that of like just you, at some point you got to move on. Absolutely. Um, and I, there have probably been narratives like that on this show or other. Um, no, but he like shows. never rushed her, which. No. I oh, I wanted kids. her to get over it, and, oh, but course. he he was like, take as much time as you need, yeah, which is really respectful. No, I totally yeah. agree, yeah. and that was said last week by our, our previous guest as well. Yeah. But the way that he handled it was, mm-hmm. yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I think just her whole thing of like she was so caring and encouraging and empowering to the other islanders, mm-hmm. and sure, it probably felt corny and fake at sometimes. But honestly, if I were crying in a bathroom, I would want her there comforting me yeah. any day. Like, yeah. I want her in the bar bathroom with me. And, okay, That's if you're going to be fake I as hell and you're going to play a game. I needed her in the bar bathroom last night. Oh, my God. Jesse, where are you at, girl? Come oh, to the room. A party. <laughs> She's the only Love Islander I follow on social media. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, wow. Did you before the – oh, you – okay, so you, you did not before this season mm. oh because you didn't watch her on Australia no oh right. right I keep forgetting she had a thing but no I think if you're going to play a game and if you're going to be fake as fuck your ver- if your version of being fake as fuck is just being very very caring and encouraging yeah. and yeah. like a little too girl powery yeah. for the other contestants like fuck yeah that's so much better than all the other ways people try to like start shit or create drama I don't I, I could not love, agree more I didn't love her speaking up on Will's behalf yeah. to Casey yeah um, I that's, um, and she knows she like, fucked up with that yeah, too. Yeah, and I think that was. I think they would have made it farther had she not gotten involved with that. Yeah, I, think um, that's I true. feel like, and I think mm. that she like knew, there. You, there was a moment where she like realized that she like that that was like her fatal flaw this yes. season. You um, saw like the light, like you yeah. saw the wheels turning, and yeah. she was like, "Fuck, I shouldn't have done that." Yeah, <laughs> but just, some of them both. Like, I feel like Jesse and Will both had just like some one-liners or moments throughout the season where it was just like, "This is funny." Like, yeah. this is, his humor in particular is is he's like wow. Happiness, I feel like, really aligns with mine. So if I don't have a favorite Islander, I will say they are my favorite couple of the season. Love that. Yeah. And I barely knew him beforehand. I know people were like, oh, my God, TikTok. I've maybe seen some of his stuff. but Oh, I don't think I knew him at all. Oh, no, one of my friends, shout out Camille, if you're listening. Um, One of my friends (laughs) Which you better be. (laughs) She was was saying she was nervous to watch this season because she was afraid. She loves him on TikTok and was afraid she was going to hate him. And I was like, I don't think you'll season hating him. Lucy, my friend Lucy, mm-hmm. was like, I'm excited for Farmer Will to be on. I know him from TikTok. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's not going to do well because all of the girls will be too shallow for him. Ah! <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, like, I do remember you telling me that. Yeah. He's some like, beacon of like, depth. Well, I mean... I think just because he's not like your typical hottie. Although I will say like following him on social, I'm like, I get it. He's really handsome. I thought he I was feel like better in person. on social than he was on, on the, the show. On TV. Yeah. I agree. I think that's always true I agree. for all of them. Maybe I just prefer a farmy man than a beachy man. Maybe that's a personal <laughs> presence. Maybe it's like the outfits and the vibes and the aesthetics. Yeah, I, I do I like. That. I also love. I feel like I fell in love with him a little bit watching him like chase down all the lambs while he talks about oh my them. God. He's like, the lambs are so Don't cute. worry, I'm just gonna get you a shot and you'll be right on your way. Like he's like so loving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw one yesterday and it was literally like him talking to the camera and there's like a little baby lamb right behind him and the lambs just like. Meh, meh, meh. And he's like, little lamb, it's 
okay. Your mommy's coming. It was like adorable. Wait, and what was Jesse? Um, or it was the... she wasn't in it. No. Oh, I thought you meant your mommy's coming. It was Jesse. The oh, lamb's oh, actual, oh, you're like the a actual biological, mother. the actual mother the actual by birth. Lump, sheep, lamb, mom. No. She's did there. You say lump? I did by accident. <laughs> Is it a, wait, what's lump. a grown up? A sheep. 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 Okay. <laughs> I learned this recently in the context oh of Oh my god, Ari, this is like a Ron line. I know! <laughs> we, two birds not feel electricity because <laughs> they don't have gravity. Oh How can gosh. you drink oat milk if you're allergic to dairy? Oh my fucking <laughs> You milk the oats, right? You take the oats, little titties, and you <laughs> the oats titties. <laughs> As you did that, I just like recoiled. <laughs> <laughs> no, must protect. Oh my gosh! Um, um, just a quick question: Who's your favorite Islander? Do you have like a favorite Islander from another season? I love all of the icons that you all talk about. Yeah, some like lesser known or less popular, maybe. I so I was thinking back um, as I was preparing to this to the first time I watched Love Island to watching season one, mm-hmm. and people really didn't like her, but I really liked Zoe. She was like a little alt girl, and she was so she hot. was the one that was with the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, she was like a Christian alt girl, and I just thought she was delightful to watch, and she seemed like. It's nice to see someone on the season that you're like, oh, I would run into you like at one of my local bars. Like you're, you see, yes. like my, that feel a little close. I mean, they're obviously all like supermodel influencers, like not in my circle, but feel a little bit closer to home. I and liked her, her too. I liked her too. That was a really hard storyline for me to watch yes. with them. Basically, for those who haven't seen, oh yeah, she and I don't even remember Jordan. his actual. It Jordan. was Jordan. Yeah. I just <laughs> also, if you want to like see some, look at his Instagram now. He's unrecognizable. Oh, Ooh. okay. Shit. We'll, we'll do that Ooh, when we're done shit. recording. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they basically had sex. I think it was like in the hideaway, but in they the were in the, the bathroom hideaway. where they thought that they couldn't be seen. Like, look at this spider. It's huge. And he was oh, talking yeah. about his penis. Oh my God. I have. <laughs> it's, so, it's such a visceral memory. I'm just... <laughs> I'm so many images going through my mind. Yeah, I know, me too. Literally, I just like through. I just totally lost the rest of my train of thought because all I could. Where's your mind? Um. But then the rest of the season was, like, yeah. really fucking intense for her because yeah. she did not want to have sex on TV, obviously. Like, didn't want her, like, fucking – she was very religious, didn't want her, like, pastor her church community right, or her right. family to see that. Right. And that was kind of, like, the rest of her story, which well, I feel like was a huge bummer. It. People – my friend was like, oh, you're going to hate her when you get to this part. And I was like, I don't – none of that made me dislike Wait, why? her. I don't know. It just made me feel really fucking yes. sad for her. Absolutely. But – and I think that's why they got voted off early. Like, people didn't like her because of it. She's not yeah. on social media i don't think and it's just kind of i know i was gonna say that i also don't think she has Mm -mm. she's like the alex michelle of love island wherever she is with her beautiful like bright blonde hair i hope she's killing it and she still still has bright blonde hair Mm -hmm. yeah spiritually she does spiritually she does zoe if you're listening zoe we're so sorry that that happened to you. I love can't him. imagine the hate that you received, mm-hmm. and he was hot, and any of us would have done the same thing. Oh my god! I yeah, I there was a, tonight. There was. A, <laughs> <laughs> there Not was like, long with him. Oh, oh, <laughs> my type, but very good looking. Oh yeah, I get that. I get that. Who would you say was the most toxic Islander of the season for you this year? Olivia feels like an easy answer, but I feel like I'm pandering to you guys with this. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Oh, I was going to say, don't pander. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. And not that I disagree. 
Haunted Island. If you say Shaq, I'm kicking you out of the Airbnb. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> what did that, that guy do? He was just he was just kind of chilling. Honestly, probably Ron. He really yeah. bugged me. And even um, he did like the Luca thing, and I think someone called him on it of because he wasn't gonna fuck around in Casa. He tried to encourage all of his other buddies to do it. Yes. And the Jake. Yes, Jake, from Liberty. Uh, yeah. Jake and Liberty. Jake and Liberty. Yeah, he did mm-hmm. that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, like, are you, you? It's not enough to just like be a decent person. Hold right. your friends to the same standard you hold yourself to. Yeah, which is not very hard for him to do because he wasn't even holding himself to that high standard. He already, you know, messed around. A you lot. know that he wanted to fuck around in Casa, and mm-hmm. he just knew he sh- he couldn't. Yeah, yeah, he knew that that would be his the end of his yeah. time on the show, mm-hmm. and he wasn't willing to not be on the show for the second mm-hmm. half of the exactly. season. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. no way he was going to fuck around a casa. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our next question is, what was your most shocking moment from this season? Okay, so I was thinking about this, and in retrospect, it actually wasn't, like, that that shocking, but it was the one moment during the season where I remember audibly gasping at my television. Yes, yeah. Um, and it was the the one of the first recoupling after Casey came into the villa. Yeah. And, um... And he was kind of hitting it off with Lana, but Lana had been simping for Ron for so long. And at the recoupling, when she was the last one up and she picked Casey, mm-hmm. that, that really surprised me. And I know she ended up going back to Ron, and that was kind of like a moot point and not particularly Like, relevant. immediately, yeah. <laughs> but when, when she said his name, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I was like, yes, girl. <laughs> I know. No, but I, like, I felt like, you know, she had her, her power for a second. Yeah. It was only just to kind of fuck with him and also... We love Casey. Yeah. So. Oh, do we? At least I love him. <laughs> Lauren appreciates my love for Casey. <laughs> As someone who also has like generally que- weird and questionable taste in reality stars that I find attractive, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to back Mara on this. Okay. Thank you. I so appreciate that. I hear you. I need that support. <laughs> <sighs> Good looking. What can I say? Um, okay, so if you were a Love Island producer, what change would you make or what twist would you introduce? Mm, oh my gosh, that's making me want to go back to that Reddit thread. There were some really what good Reddit ideas thread? on that that were like, what would you change or what would you add oh, to spice up the next one? Oh, I don't movie? even think I showed this to you. Um, I put it in the group chat. Oh, yeah, it was in our group chat. Oh, I think. well, we haven't talked about it on the pod, so share with the listeners. I, okay, so there was a, a wonderful thread on the Love Island UK uh, Reddit about like, what would you do to spice things up? It was after this season. And I wish I could give credit to specific predators but there were some really good ideas i knew it oh amazing and that was the one that brought up the idea of like would there be an age limit how would we change the ages will we age people up i love the idea of an all-star cast and mm-hmm. that, i guess that's already been floated i think that'll be really fun again because you have these you're bringing back like old viewers you're bringing you have the buy-in mm-hmm. of um the people that are like they're invested in these stories and you know what kind of players they are and what mm-hmm. they're gonna bring mm-hmm. to the show and mm-hmm. then you can kind of like formulate yeah. a cast based on who you want to see interact yeah but also then you kind of don't because you don't know how they're going to interact with other play- like players that they hadn't previously so yeah it, 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 there's still like that element of how are they go how is it going to work how are they going to look yeah yeah someone suggested more hideaway time like more hide. it, it feels yeah. like it's, it, it Do you, feel- should i read it do you yeah. read it so this is from reddit user hungry too their suggestions for more islanders Islanders splitting up couples. It says what happens to the days when Islanders vote for someone of the opposite sex. 
to send home and couples get split up. Yes. What yeah. happened to those days? I don't, know why they didn't, I don't know why they got rid of that. Older Islanders, a lot of the drama this season felt like spring break. Minimum age should be 23. Sorry to anyone younger, but are you really ready for love? No, you're just going to be famous. I don't really personally care about that. Mm-hmm. And four, get rid of the babies. We need a new couples challenge. This one is stale. Yeah. There were a lot of comments um, under that that were yeah. great that you, you don't even have to go through and read. Um, having the hideaways open more often. Yeah, it's, it feels very formulaic, and the hideaways are no longer an interesting plot device. It's kind of just like... I agree. This couple's doing really well. Like, they uh, they did it last season, but just this season, right? Where essentially the couple that is at the strongest but haven't gone in yet goes in next. It's so... Yeah. Um, it's so expected. Yeah, 100%. Apparently, during one season, they said, and maybe you, you all would know which season it was, they did hideaways during Casa more. That would be spicy. Yes. Or hideaway. Well, that was US. Love, Yeah, that was US. We've mm-hmm. talked about that briefly. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was spicy as fuck. Yeah, I feel like the hideaways the stakes are, are so high. Although, did they actually, or did they just do it for the boys? I think just the boys, think from what only. I saw. Yeah. That's so fucked <laughs> That's up. That's so fucked up. I can't believe they did that. I know. Yeah. Probably because I feel like they None of the, the girls would have done it. Yeah, that, yeah. that would be my guess. But I also yeah. don't know this, the cast. Okay. Everyone deserves equal opportunity to bang on TV. 100%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> or to not bang on TV. Or not bang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. Yeah, I'd say use the hideaways more as like a plot device rather than just like a kind of perfunctory activity. I yeah. feel like you could use them to start drama or have people like, I don't know, maybe you go in with someone who you're not in a couple. I don't know. I feel like you could get funky with that. What oh, if they sent wild. in people or they had people like the public vote for two people that aren't a couple to go in oh, early on. Yeah. Oh. yeah, they should have somebody in the hideaway every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like multiple times a week. Or, or have yeah, it as a more prize for challenges. Um, yeah. I, I understand sometimes that I sort of stuff. They, apparently they, they do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I understand there's like some liability around like forcing two people into an intimate situation. Sure. But then again, they're all giving each other lap dances. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're already forcing people into intimate yeah. situations they're people, making them all sleep, out with each and other sleep in the same bed even if they don't want to sleep in the same bed right? yeah exactly. they have to do that yeah on, on the first night yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean if you don't want to do that i think you just like can't go on the show mm-hmm. yeah pretty much or but it's okay when guys do it and guys and girls do it later in the show in casa more when they're like when they're in the doghouse or when they're like no i'm sl- sleeping outside i can't sleep i'm too right. loyal to my girl sort of yeah thing. yeah yeah but yeah i like the idea of people of the public voting for two islanders like early on to go into the highway love mm-hmm. that idea i do too or like a first night hideaway yeah like a yes. bombshell like coming in and their date as a hideaway, hideaway date <gasps> okay yeah the, the hideaway has so many fun opportunities they've got to use it more agreed yeah, i agree you just kind of stack i think it's only being utilized right now as a means to help um manage the mental health of the people in the villa I feel like it's. A, I that. feel like it's a break. It's like a <laughs> mental health gonna... break from them for them. Kind of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why it's not that exciting. I also know that if I don't remember who it was, maybe Belle, who was coupled up with Anton, mm. but she was talking about. I watched some TikTok. I don't know if it was her, but I think it was where they were saying that some of the players are put in the hideaway if they're sick. Ah. And like they get to sleep yeah. in there yeah. or like other scenarios like that. Yeah. That's that makes sense. I think I've seen that before too. I don't remember seeing it. I feel like every they usually like try to cut it out as much as they can. But Definitely. Have, I have I do remember a couple times. Couldn't tell you who it was that where people were. 
sick and in the hideaway sleeping. Yeah. But so basically, either like a hot night, yeah, a hot night in the hideaway, mm-hmm. or a uh, hot and sweaty, feverish night alone in the hideaway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are your two options. Mm-hmm. Either, either way, way it's hot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yay. Okay. Do you have any other thoughts about this season that you wanted to share before we get into our last segment? Mm, I, I mean, I've just really enjoyed you guys recapping it. I feel like it's allowing me to connect with the content in a different way where sometimes just because of the nature of the show, it would become background noise. And mm-hmm. also, I, it's, um, yeah, I've, I've loved being a part of this journey with y'all. Yay. Aww, thank you. <laughs> and you would get my final rose slash I would couple up with you. Yes. <laughs> and the, a few things I will say is it's interesting to watch Love Island like not really in order or to have jumped around with seasons. Yeah. Um, because I remember going into a season and they did Casa more, but it wasn't the first season they did Casa more, but it was the first time I had seen it and I was mm-hmm. so confused. I was like, what yeah. is going on? Mm-hmm. There's so much, the way they've changed it and the different like devices they've introduced over time that have become standard parts of the game mm-hmm. are uh, very, very interesting interesting and um especially if you aren't necessarily if you haven't been keeping up with it the whole time yeah right it kind of relies on and bachelor does this too it relies on the assumption that the audience has context Mm -hmm. right yeah exactly Mm -hmm. exactly I wish I had more hot takes. If I'll think of some later, maybe. Okay. Yeah, and send them to you. Yeah. We'll read your hot takes anytime you want to send them to us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love what you guys are doing. I'm really interested to see that data about um, first or day one Islanders. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is a project that we're going to work on is going through all of the seasons and seeing how many OG Islanders made it to the finale from each season because Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. what we have coined the OG Islander bias that is very prevalent. Has it always been that way? Mm -hmm. Did it used to be less so? How can we get out of (laughs) that mindset and make it more interesting? It definitely started with season one. I feel like people from season one were like almost exclusively OG Islanders by the end. Well, if the top four was, um, Hannah and John and then Jessica and Zachary. Max. Max. Yeah. I don't remember if he Max. was, they Max. won, they yeah. won, but he wasn't, he, he was, was a bombshell, but the ra- the other three were day oneers. Yeah, she yeah. was beloved. She was an OG. Right. And then this is like very Amber Gill and Greg yeah. that exactly. like a really loved OG female Islander right. who gets like kind of, kind of fucked over love. or is yeah. like unlucky in right. love and then like find somebody at the end of the season. That's mm-hmm. a very just if you know any potential Islanders mm-hmm. are listening. If you're a late season bombshell, specifically a late season male bombshell, you have to go for the beloved female yeah. Islander who but has been, been unlucky in yeah. love. Also, yeah. that is a good way for female Islanders that maybe aren't getting the traction they want at the beginning. Do you have to? It's like a fine line to navigate that like victimization play without while also hanging in there till the end right yeah. without being eliminated yeah. that's so interesting it's i wonder hard to if do. the same is the same ever been true for a guy or is the woman always the one that has a guy come in and save her i don't think the same has ever well i mean not in terms of like winners Winning. i can't yeah. think, think of, of like an opposite Jessie. scenario but that was also pretty early on that was early jesse was like the second or third bombshell of the yeah. season or mm-hmm. or she was very yeah. early she was really yeah young. whereas i feel like with amber yeah. and um Michael? Greg? Gre- uh, Greg. That was post-Casa. Uh-huh. I don't know when Max came in for Jessica. I think that might have been pre-Casa. They, oh, didn't, was, do they didn't do Casa more season one, oh, yeah. but it was definitely very it was late. 
Oh. I think it was early, was it and late? then I think they broke up, and then I think they got back together. Didn't they break? Go, weren't check. they kind of on and off throughout the season, too? Uh, I thought so, yeah. Really? Yeah. But yeah. Oh. I'd love to see a man do a really good victimization play and have a oh. woman come in and save the day. That would yeah. be... Flip those Listen, Shaq, Shaq could have done that. Mm-hmm. Shaq could have done that this season, and yeah. he could have, like, coupled up with Rosie or yeah. something like that mm-hmm. and yeah. won, I think. He entered, <laughs> he entered on day 14. But okay. how long was that season? Um, how long is 30 it? some. Oh, uh, day, uh, at least the last person was and came in on day 32. Okay. So day 40, it was 40. Dang, okay. Days and he entered on day 40. But I think they broke I up and got back together throughout. I, th- I don't think they were in, I don't think they were together since day 14. Huh. Um, um, no. Oh my God, which reminds me of a favorite Islander. Yeah. Uh, they, didn't get, they didn't get to get, wow, they didn't couple up until day 33. The last three couple. Oh, okay. So that's what it was. It's not that he was a late season bomb. It's that it was a late season couple. He was. God, do we need to rewatch season one? Wait, I'm so confused. Okay, hold on. So Wikipedia says, Max Morley entered day 14. But then when I go down to the coupling section, it says Max not in Villa. And then, oh, because the last, oh, wow, they really didn't recouple enough. So they recoupled day one, day six, day 11, and then day 33. What? Yeah. There were no middle... Nothing between 11 or 33? Mm-mm. That is weird. That's bizarre wow. as fuck. Diehard fans or people that have watched um, season one recently, write in and tell us like what you think about this or what you remember. <laughs> from it and how it yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, if you know the game better than we do. I'm really curious. Bizarre that they mm-hmm. didn't. So he came in day 14, and then no one. They didn't get, get a chance to recouple until day 30. Wait, so was he just single that whole time? Yeah. What? I guess I think so. How? There's no uh, fucking way. It doesn't say he was coupled with anybody. Huh. We will report back. I just this is not the math is not mathing <laughs> for me. <laughs> I mean, day one. I mean, sorry, season one was extremely experimental, so yeah. it kind of makes sense to me that it doesn't make sense, uh-huh, right? Because uh-huh. it's kind of how it felt watching it. But mm. anyway, so. Let's move into our last segment called High Tea. Tea. Are we getting high? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Pinky's up. So we're going to be letting you choose between two options of tea to discuss today. So the options are a video of Shaq and Tanya on the Plus 44 podcast or a YouTube video of Shaq and Tanya answering fan questions. Um, let's do the, in spirit of podcast, let's do that on a podcast. Beautiful. Okay, so I have a lot of notes about this, and I think that the three of us are the perfect people to talk about this mm-hmm. because it feels like there's like a lot that they... I have so much to say about this. Implied and didn't, couldn't say. There was a lot of fallout from this podcast too. That yes. I saw online. We'll get into it and, yeah. and then we'll discuss Is as we. Is this a recent podcast? This it came out on March 27th. Was that before or after the reunion? After. Okay. Okay, so this is from the Plus 44 podcast hosted by ZZ Mills and David Sideman Whitley, I believe. They start off by saying that they had to have Shaq and Tanya on the podcast because Sideman has been extremely vocally critical of Shaq and Tanya and has had I mean they they will talk about it as well but that there are a lot of viral clips of him yeah basically like not being supportive of their relationship yeah, yeah. he calls Martin um Martin Luther nose ring 
Oh my god. No, he called during the interview. He said something like that to Shaq, though, yeah. about like that was his problem with Shaq is that he was trying to like be too like righteous. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay so yes, yeah, we'll Okay, so we we started out with Zizi saying that Shaq gives first time love. She's like, "Have you ever been in love before?" And he's like, "Yeah, once." And she's like, "Oh, interesting." Huh. I don't know if I agree with that. I get that. Do you know what it kind of reminds me of? What do you think? It, there's something naive about the way I think he navigates the relationships, despite being someone that takes a hard stance and has very strong feelings on certain things. Yeah. Um, but he, it reminds me of you guys all watch Perfect Match, right? Yes. You know how Dom was so quickly, quickly like in the first week, he was like, "I'm in love with Francesca." Francesca. Yeah. And he was like, "I'm in love with Georgia." And Shaq yeah. didn't switch like that. But it, someone who feels like they go so all in so quickly, yeah. not in like a gameplay way, just in like a "oh, honey" kind of way. Well, he's yeah. going to talk about that a little bit more mm-hmm. in this interview mm-hmm. as well. Everyone was in love with Francesca because she has fucking six million Instagram followers and they know that she has the most clout in that villa. Was my he take also on did that the whole exact thing. exact same thing to the next girl that he dated. She's so. also pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> she, no, she's also very hot. Yeah. But like, Francesca objectively yeah. has the most yes, followers clout. and clout of anyone 100%. in that show. Yeah. yeah. And like, maybe just anyone in reality TV. <laughs> Right. Okay. So Sideman and ZZ, just for those who don't know who they are, they're both black commentators. Mm -hmm. And so they get into this conversation now. ZZ says that she did support Shaq and Tanya from the beginning because she's always going to stand behind any black contestants. And then Sideman says that he will root for anyone black Uh as long as there is like a net positive. Mm. He's like, in order to get my support you have to be minimum neutral yeah like if it's bad it's bad sure Mm -hmm. that's fair yeah totally and he says he brings up to them there are millions of views of me slandering Shaq and Tanya and he says that he reviews them based on what he sees regardless of what he know what he knows there might be going on behind the scenes Mm. which I think is really interesting he's like I don't even take that into consideration I'm just like basing all of my opinions off of what's shown even though I've interviewed contestants I know what I know that production is a thing right? right and then he literally says you were not real people to me until you sat down on these couches for this interview you are tv show characters until this moment yeah yeah so this is a part of the backlash that came from this interview is that people felt like he was really really harsh on them yeah which we'll go through the the rest of or prior to the interview or both both (laughs) but i think the specific backlash was about the interview the interview itself okay yeah People felt that he was going like too hard on Shaq and Tanya in the in, in this interview, but then he kind of rebuttaled it with like, "I have been saying this shit online all season long." Who would and, I be if I sat yeah, here and said something different it would to be your fake. fake? It would be fake of me to not be completely honest with them and say everything. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I loved this interview because yeah. I feel like there's a lot of valid critiques of Shaq and Tanya. Yeah. We've had very many, and to see them respond to it, I appreciate it. Yes. Question for the group. So <laughs> if you were to get, for example, Ron and Olivia as podcast guests. Oh. Would oh you just boy. I just need a minute to process that. Like if they were to come on your podcast, would you like stand firm in everything you've been saying all yeah, season? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I would be nice about it. I yeah. think I would find a way to like say it without being 
a dick, but like I think also part of it was Sideman was very passionately speaking about this. Well, then there's a discussion of tone policing that maybe is for a different time. That's true, also. Definitely. Because he's allowed to get riled up 100%. Mm-hmm. Aren't we all get out here getting riled up over reality Wrong. TV? Isn't that why we're friends? I mean, isn't that like why people give a fuck because right. you mm-hmm. get right. invested? Yeah. I think that we would absolutely be honest about our opinions yeah. that we have had, but also like maybe the difference between how he views the show and how Mara and I view the show, or I think all of us view reality TV, is like I do try to look beyond what is just presented to absolutely. me and like think about what could be going on. So yeah. Tanya has a very interesting quote in mm-hmm. here, and they're talking about the, I think the Love Island, or the Casa Mori coupling, which I uh-huh. think might come up a little bit more later. But the quote is, I wrote it down exactly, if only you knew, I can never open my mouth and speak. And that was her response to just his kind of actually, not about Casa more, but just his general criticism about them as a couple in the beginning of the interview. Is she saying that, like, she couldn't do that in the villa or she can't do that now? No, she can't do that now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. If only you knew basically mm-hmm. what really happened, but I can't say. I know there's She's a lot of it. say something to allude to what she You guys, means. this is what's so interesting to me oh. because we went over last week uh, in our high tea segment, a YouTube video that Ellie put out. And it feels like she was very willing yeah. to be like, this is what you didn't see. This is what yeah. actually happened. This right. is what was going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been a little bit confused. And I actually think I sent you a different Reddit article about like, what are the player Islander um, contracts like and right. like NDAs like. Right. Uh, Cause it feels like they all play by kind of different sets of rules. And I'm yeah. wondering mm-hmm. if there's something about being a finalist yeah. where like you have to play it safer mm-hmm. or like you are held to stricter, uh, stricter standards. Perhaps. I think potentially also as players of color, they probably yeah. have to, are, are, are probably internally trying to have feel, feel pressure to hold themselves to different standards and what they talk about and how open they can I be. think that's possible, but I also, mm-hmm. I think as players of color, they also probably really want to defend themselves against an inaccurate edit that they got. That's and true. my sense from this interview was that they just like really felt like they could not. Oh. I, where If that oh. comes from a sense of internally wanting to oh. stay mm-hmm. on the good side of the show, if that comes mm-hmm. from like a more strict NDA that they're forced to sign, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But also part of I, me is it's such uh, a Tanya thing to be like, oh, if only you knew. Like, I don't know. I she's know. So, like, she's not some, she she's kind of like wishy-washy and like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it also could feel like her stirring the pot or alluding to something because that just also kind of feels like the kind of player she is. Not I, to say that there wasn't more behind the scenes that we weren't shown and that she probably wasn't allowed to talk about. But would but it I'm, actually I'm exonerate? The, yeah, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Okay, so Sideman then, he keeps talking about this, how he approaches supporting black players on the show. And he said, I thought this was so fucking interesting, that he feels like Love Island always has a black sacrificial lamb. Mm. And because of that, he was against Shaq and Tanya from the start because he said that he felt like when Tanya walked out, it was like there was no other option oh. in the very day one. There was no option except for her coupling up with Shaq. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because all the other boys... He just was, yeah. He well, just saying Kai is a person of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she could have coupled up with Kai. Mm-hmm. I don't he's know. Black. He's black, but he's, but he's yeah, he's mixed. Yeah, yeah. 
So Shaq and Tanya then say that they actually did have a conversation in the very beginning of their time in the villa that wasn't shown, uh, in which Shaq was telling her that he did not pick her because she was black. And Sideman says that if he had seen that conversation aired, it would have changed his entire opinion about it. Interesting. I wonder why. I wonder what about that conversation in particular changes things. Because he probably felt like that. I think what he's saying in this in this moment is just that he felt like they only did couple up together because they were like basically the two dark skinned black players. Uh-huh. I understand what he's saying. I do. I do him? get your point, though, Lauren. Where it's just kind of like, like, why is that automatically? Well, because he the felt like they're being set up for failure. I but that, that. Th- I still don't understand that. That's his defense for rooting against them. Right. Uh, that would feel like a very solid critique of production. No, he said that that's why he rooted against them for, uh, at the start. <laughs> yeah, and and I maintain I don't think that's a like that's that's not their fault. No, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it, I don't know. That uh, I obviously like I want to acknowledge that we're three white women speaking on this. But yes. I can't necessarily. And it would be way more fucked up for us to say that we voted voted rooted against them for that reason, right? Oh, shit. Oh, my no, God. I don't yeah. know what it's like for him to be a black commentator of the show watching stuff. I mean, like that unfold. a really good right. point about how the show sets up, especially sets yes. up initial pairings. Right. Why would he take that out, at least in the beginning, on Shaq and Tanya? Right. Why, why is that their fault? They're, no, I agree. They're like, trying to exist within a system that is kind of screwing them over. I agree, yeah, but screwing. I wonder if this does have something to do with him saying like that he tries to not look at it really beyond. Right. Which is why right. this is a great example of why that sort of is a problematic yeah. way of going about your about commentary on the show. Also, I mean, also just a, a good, though a good reflection of like how this is affecting the viewers, like how the viewers are viewing Shaq and Tanya as a couple. Like, yeah. I'm sure that that's playing into their relationship in general. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I do understand that that's probably what he's saying. Like they're the sacrificial lamb. They're going to have like, no one's going to believe them because they're, they're ble- what they're being shown is that they're only coupling up out of um, uh, like a lack of, uh, other lack of other choice. Yeah. That being said, if his belief that they're the black sacrifice, if his critique of them is predicated on the fact that they're a black sacrificial lamb, a construct created by production, then why is he picking and choosing when he's critiquing production? Right. I think he's just not critiquing. I think he is. I think the whole black, the sacri- black sacrificial land. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That is inherently and a critique. Of prop- yeah, yeah, yeah. Then but then it's. It on them. So I, right. I, I think it's just faulty logic. I yeah, agree. I, I actually fair. agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Fair. But I do think that, like, the idea in general of the show having a black sacrificial lamb is absolutely true. Oh, well. I often see this with mm. black women on the show mm. who come in and are not chosen again and again and again and again. Yeah. Yes. So I would rather see a Shaq and Tanya than see something like that. I agree. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just wrote down a few quotes of ZZ's because I was like, this queen gets it. (laughs) The first is, men need to have a Shaq in their friendship circles. Aww, so true. I just, again, I will always write this shit down because I feel Mm -hmm. validated by it because that's exactly Mm -hmm. how I felt watching the season. Mm -hmm. She then also talking about Ron and Lana, a few different quotes that I put together here. The first is, Ron and Lana are not supposed to be together. (laughs) I heard her say that too. She also says, they're so dry, there's no chemistry. Yeah. I mean, I think Lana's incredible. Like an absolute sweetheart and just like to watch. I really like Lana. Yeah. But I didn't like her with Lana. Yeah, they did become boring, but apparently people liked them because they got second, so... 
So this is now where Shaq starts talking about how he knows about himself, that he wears his heart on on his sleeve, and yeah. he falls in love fast. And he That's said that mean. he said that, like, from the beginning, going into the show. And then they kind of get into a conversation mm-hmm. of, like, this is because you guys are young and you, like, haven't been scorned by love, basically. Yeah. <laughs> how old is Shaq? 24? He just turned 25. Okay, so he's Oh, yeah, he just had a birthday. He was 24 in the villa. I mean, I can only base it off my experience. Yeah. Where he seems my... Like, he's he's 25. He doesn't see... Other than that, it doesn't seem that... Like, I don't know. Her maturity was palpable. His... I felt naivety from that, but... Yeah, I don't know if that's an age... I don't know if that's an age thing. Maybe I've been scorned. I mean, same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm 25 and pretty bitter. cynical by the time I was 21. I also <laughs> think that there's and this is something Mar and I have talked about on the podcast before um, a specific dynamic with these islanders who have probably never been rejected. Like they are all coming. Right. So many of them come into the villa being like, "I've never been pied. I've never been rejected before." Aren't you ready <laughs> to tell me that when you look at me, you think, "Oh yeah, Lauren's definitely been rejected a lot." Is that what you're implying? No, no, I'm oh, trying okay. to tell As you, you that. Coached me through my most recent heartbreak. Mara and I have been rejected and so we find that unrelatable (laughs) this is not about you i think don't worry lauren this is about us this is our podcast (laughs) (laughs) this isn't about you (laughs) no you're a pod fave you're a pod fave friend of the pod yes oh this is very interesting (laughs) okay okay this is a quote from tanya when Shaq said, I love you, and I said it back, we had actually said it before, but it was whispered, so we had to say it again that day to make it known. That's oh, why we said it that day. Interesting. Which, r- reading very, very easily between the lines, they said, okay, now sit down and say, say you love each other. Do you think that they like didn't really fully mean it when they whispered it? I don't know. Do you think it was one of those things where production kind of caught them in a moment? I don't know if like, I don't know do if it. they didn't mean it, but I think that potentially they didn't want and we discussed ready. they weren't ready to do that at that point in the yeah, show. Like publicly. As yeah. we said, that was not a good move like strategy right. wise. That, that actually makes me feel like their connection is more authentic. Yeah. The fact that like they, they did that. I don't know. That I'm endeared to them through that. Okay. Yeah. Them saying I love the, you so early. Them whispering it off oh, camera. Yeah. The fact that the first time they said it wasn't like on camera. Yeah, I agree. especially in the age of these massive declarations. Yeah, which yes. I will can critique Tanya for late at post. Uh, uh, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That that feels more genuine to me. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Sideman then says that he thinks that Shaq is a contrarian, and so mm-hmm. he's thinking when he gets out of the villa. Oh, everyone thinks I'm gonna leave her. Watch me. I won't. Ooh. He says that to them, and Jack and Tanya are both like, "No, no, like that's not what it is." Where is he? Like, what? Where is he basing this off of? When has Shaq acted like a contrarian? I agree. I don't get. I don't know. Maybe I missed specific examples, but what? No, I don't think he's a contrarian either. Yeah, you're right. It does just feel like Sideman is just sort of like finding bones to pick. Yeah. Even uh-huh. though there's not much there to pick. I mean, there's plenty There's to pick. plenty there. He's picking there's, the wrong bones. He's picking the wrong bones. There's plenty there with Tanya. I, I don't, it doesn't sound like he really went in on her at all about how she handled anything. Hold on. I mean, she's caught in enough, at this point, I'm kind of like, she's caught in enough flack. I'm over her being. Totally. Totally. For sure. Totally. For sure. Totally. As much as I also 
I'm kind of yeah. valid. I'm like so willing for them to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To us. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Not that they have to, but like what I mean is I'm willing to be proven wrong by yeah. their relationship standing the test of time. Mm-hmm. I want only the best things for Shaq. Honestly, Everyone knows that. <laughs> all of the relationships from maybe other yeah. than Ron and Lana, I'm like, hell yeah. Like I'd love for you. I want, I mean, I want them all to end up happy. Yeah. I, I don't want anyone to, I don't want people to break up and go through pain to like prove my weird internet hypotheses, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> right. not how I watch the show. That's really nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just, I'm such an empath. You know? Sometimes <laughs> I do want people to break up and go through pain to prove my weird internet hypothesis <laughs> right <laughs> but only around I actually feel like Shaq and Tanya I've, I had already proven themselves to me before they even left the villa like I've never really questioned their relationship I just sort of questioned its healthiness yeah yeah you yeah. know what I mean totally decision making and her maturity yeah definitely but I but not yes. their connection and when Shaq's yeah. sister we, we discussed this as well when Shaq's sister came in and said don't forgive people so easily in the future that I also thought was fair yeah, yeah definitely mm-hmm. definitely alright sorry I know you want thoughtful of her to critique him for that and not just her Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Good. Hold him accountable. No wonder he's good at holding other people accountable. Look at his family. I know. Clearly, he's yeah. His I know, good and he's too. like willing to hold himself accountable too. He's mm-hmm. such an empathetic, emotionally mature king. I mean, he had his moments. Okay, so are you ready to <laughs> pass that more? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sideman asks them if they've watched the show back, and they both say no, and that they're not going to. That's not true. They already have. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe they have since then. They have since then. Hold on. Um, Tanya says that she, going into the show, thought that she would watch it back. Yeah. But now, and her exact quote is, knowing what actually happened and knowing what was shown, it's going to make me so angry. Oh, maybe she didn't watch it back. She just has been told what was shown and what wasn't. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, I'm sure they've seen, like, clips and they know exactly what sort of feedback they're receiving from what they did or supposedly did. And if that's not actually what they did, like, they know Mm -hmm. that it was misportrayed. Yeah. Um, Sideman says, basically, to Shaq, like, that he's not going to believe in their relationship until Shaq watches Casa Amor. Mm. And Shaq says, I actually did watch Casa Amor. He says... Quote, it wasn't nice to see, but it's not going to change our relationship because I know that what happened and what you saw were two different things. Wow. Don't get me wrong. They had an attraction and had a vibe. She brought him back to the villa, but you can see right away that she was upset. Yeah. Ah. I have things to say. Okay, wait. But she was pushed. Is she alluding to the fact that she was forced to bring him back? Yes, yes. Hold on. Let me just finish what they said about this and then we'll discuss. Tanya says. Quote, it looks like I was proper going for him and basically implies that they did not have good conversations. This is where it's like very murky, where I'm like, what are you not saying? It could so easily be completely producer manipulation, completely her revisionist history. I mean, it's probably a combination of the two. Because like, I don't know. We did see her like make out with him. Yeah. So I know that we usually don't talk about two pieces of tea, but... From the video that they did answering the fan questions, yeah, Tanya says that they slowed down the kiss between her and Martin to make it look like a more intimate kiss. Oh my and god! That it was actually just a peck. I believe that. Wait, I don't know. It was actually just a peck. Can I'm gonna go back and tapes? watch it. I know, yeah, but she said they slowed it down. But even a peck slowed down isn't like 
It's not about the speed. A pet slowed down of, like, does not look no, like a makeout. Like... As a resident sex therapist. <laughs> 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 that's a no. That's a disbelief. <laughs> I would like to go back and watch it. Yeah, just we should. We should definitely do yeah. that. Yeah. But that is interesting. And post it on, yeah. our Instagram, on your Instagram if it... If you, yeah, we will. We will either way and we'll do a poll. It. We'll do a yeah, poll. Definitely. Yeah, it seemed to me, I think what she was implying was that she did want to get to know Martin, but that she was really pushed to bring him back into the villa. Yes. She says that in the other video, too. She basically said everything that you saw in Casa was the opposite of what actually happened. Which I'm like, I don't know how that's possible, but... Right, so then here's the other potential here. Yeah. Is that she's just convinced Shaq... Mm-hmm. That, like, what she did wasn't as bad yeah. as what it was. Right, because of her own guilt. And, and now they're both kind of... Or she's lying to herself. ...endorsing that. Yeah, I feel like she's probably lying to herself, honestly. Yeah. yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. <sighs> take a wild guess and say the answer lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. yeah. That's what we don't have enough of on the internet. Nuance. Yeah. Nuance. <laughs> World is a gray area. Definitely. So they talk about how they had their social medias down like their profiles were inactive during the time that they were on the show yes Mm -hmm. and it's actually interesting they say that the producers made them change their passwords again they were supposed to change them but then right before they went into the villa they made them change their passwords again to ensure that they hadn't given it to like a friend or a family member and like nobody would be able to get into their account that's crazy yeah they talk about how because of that engagement and followings have been worse on Instagram and Sideman is like, what did you do before this, Shaq? You were like an airport security officer. You're going to go back to that. Whoa. Yeah. And he's like, you guys were Love Island fi-. It's so interesting because like it is really fucking harsh, but then he's like, you're Love Island fi- finalists. You should both have a million followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is That's true. true. That's, That's true, true. But also I do think like a lot of black finalists don't have a million followers, right. I guess right. even like, before this season. Why is he being so, de- maybe this is me tone police. Like, I'm not sure, but why is he being so definitive? Why doesn't he say like, so are you, are you considering going back to your job? No, but he's basically saying you're going to go back to that because you're, you're not going to be able to make enough money off of Instagram. I would rather hear Shaq and Tanya's opinion on that than Sidemen. I mean, is I he, know. Is he an influencer? Does he? Uh, I yeah, mean, kind he's of. Quite a lot of followers. Okay, because I like. Because I'd yeah. rather them be like, so what? So if you are, if like, what is your plan if that you don't have the numbers to sustain an influencing? Like, yeah. Yeah, ZZ does push back a little bit, and she's like, we don't have a million Instagram followers, and, like, our careers are social media, and he's like, but we don't need a million followers for the sort of stuff that we do, or some shit, and, like, they basically do to, like, sell uh, SpawnCon, is what he's Mm -hmm. implying. Who knows, maybe Shaq and Tanya will start a podcast, or... I mean, yeah, they still have enough, if they strike while the iron is hot, they have enough of a following to turn it into something like nobody's just immediately gonna have a million followers and have a career you still have to put in work and brand yourself and do all of that sort of shit absolutely and it's not easy no i do i do get that it's It's not easy we know we recently got a hundred followers on our she's got the chat instagram (laughs) shout out to (laughs) olivia for that oh yeah olivia reposted a meme that mara made yes it was really good was a moment i kind of felt bad for a minute about all the shit i've said about her but then i stopped feeling bad (laughs) (laughs) but thanks liv thanks for reposting that was dope that really helped us out yeah it really did people on our page we appreciate it okay so sideman then says i need you to tell me that you voting for kai and sanam was produced in the 
least compatible vote. Yes. Yeah. Oh. This conversation. And they say that it was not. Okay. Yeah. And they defend it basically by being like, they kind of just reiterate whatever it was that they said in the villa, which was just like, well, they didn't go through any like challenges. That makes tests. sense though, yeah. because that narrative also serves their narrative. It they, does. Uh, because they're, they exactly they're that we're strong because, because of, of everything challenges. they went through. Exactly. So it, I mean, that is consistent. Why does he think that they were produced into that? I think that he was saying, please tell me you were because he doesn't say this, but I felt like the implication was, why did you vote for the only other couple yeah, of why? color? Or, 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 or are you being hit against? He basically said that on TikTok. He was okay. just like, I don't understand why Shaq and Tanya would throw the only other people of color into the bus. It's a very solid point. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something that Shaq and Tanya maybe could have considered. Have Shaq and Tanya spoken much about, like, and not that they have to, I'm just curious how vocal they are about this, like, about their experiences specifically as Black Islanders? Because it seems like this is what that, this, that's what this podcast is really trying to get at, but I'm curious how vocal they are about that. Not, and not really. Like, this po- this yeah. podcast does yeah. not really get at not. it. Like, I, like, like was that even something they were thinking of? I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing that I didn't mention is in the beginning, mm-hmm. they did ask Tanya as well, like, what would you do if you, or did you think? about the possibility that you walked out for the initial coupling and nobody stepped forward for you oh yeah like i know i know know, but it's because we have seen this happen with black women on the show right and i loved her response to it honestly she was like yeah i thought about it and i was like if that happens like i'm just gonna choose whoever i want to couple up with and like be super secure and confident about it and like not give a fuck right Mm -hmm. right so I know that's got to be such a scary moment, though. Truly, yeah. it gives me social anxiety every yeah. time I watch, like secondhand. So, yeah. Like I, because I imagine myself. It's like it's like yeah. getting picked for dodgeball. Mm-hmm. You imagine yourself in the situation. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes. For the record, I would step forward for both of you. Yeah. <laughs> for the record, I'd step forward for you too. Same, same. Yeah, so they deny that that was produced, that they voted for Kai and Sanam. Like Mara said, they repeat that they voted for them because they hadn't been through any challenges. Mm -hmm. And then they do say that they feel that they have the best connection in the villa, but the second best connection was Tom and Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a little brief moment of respite at the end the last quote that i have written down is at the very end of the interview side men says i do try to gauge energy and sitting here with you it does feel like stuff happened in the background that you cannot say yeah yeah no shit no shit 100 okay interesting yeah I, this makes me want to go listen to that interview yeah, yeah. Um, because i think Sidemen and Zizi, though it sounds like she was less present in this discussion, or at least in the things that you pulled out from it, I think he has really, really thoughtful points and critiques about the role of race in this franchise. Yeah. Yes. I think it sounds like the way that he is communicating them or putting them onto Shaq and Tanya, there's, there feels like a disconnect there. Yeah. And that is my perspective as a white woman who is being asked to comment on <laughs> dynamics that I really maybe shouldn't be speaking I know, to. but here we are doing it. So yeah. then he, just quickly, he put out a TikTok and I can play the audio. This is his response to the backlash from the interview. Oh, yeah. The internet said that I was rude to Shaq and Tanya. The internet! And to be fair, I was doing too much. Sorry, Shaq and Tanya. I actually left that interview feeling like, what a great chat. But um, obviously I was wrong. I talked most of that. And I didn't really let them talk. And all of that great stuff. But anyway, what I find funny is the internet calling me rude and for keeping the same energy in the interview or in front of Shaq and Tanya that I had behind my phone screen talking about them for eight weeks straight. The inter- You man invented cruelty. 
Have you ever been cooked on Twitter? I have. Ain't nothing I said to Shaq and Tanya that is as innovative as some of what I have heard said to me. Why was Sideman so rude to Shaq and Tanya? The black, ugly, donkey rat with the Brom accent. And don't tell me it's because I've got a platform because I've had tweets or comments cooking me with like 5,000 likes. That's a platform. So now I'm realizing that people are typing on the internet every day without any self-reflection on what they are actually saying because it's being typed and not said and that these people plan to say none of the sort when they see these people in real life. And I was trying to tell Shaq and Tanya to capitalize on their buzz now because things could get bad later. The later in which you lot will cook and sizzle them like bacon in a pan, you broadband bloods and you keyboard crips. So yes, we're all rude. Facts. Straight fucking facts. That is something that I see. That's an argument that I see on like Bachelor Reddit a lot. When it's like, oh my god, this one contestant is shading another contestant. Can you believe it? And it's like we say much like crueler things on here on the daily. Not we. I don't. Com- I, I lurk, but I don't. I rarely comment on that. I'm Reddit. literally not allowed to comment on the. Bachelor I'm not either. <laughs> I don't have enough karma. I don't have enough comment karma. karma. So that, it's a very smart argument, but that sometimes I think like. Okay, so you guys are mean, so I'm allowed to be mean. You can't critique yeah. like, and I I think that I think everything he's saying about hypocrisy is a hundred percent true. Yeah, but I think it's that type of argument is a slippery slope of That's you fair. guys are mean online, so I'm gonna be mean to their face. That's fair. And there's also a difference between like posting something in a forum versus saying it directly to someone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, a podcast I listen to is always just like. We got too confident with like speaking directly to celebrities. Like keep it in the, keep it in the group chat. If you want to shit on someone else, yeah. like don't put it in someone's TikTok comments. Just send it to your friends. Absolutely. <laughs> or just podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're here today. I feel like we try to be really mindful about what we say about the yeah. Animals. Like I definitely oh, you're nothing compared to people on Reddit. Yeah, I mean, I definitely keep in mind like these are real fucking people, mm-hmm. and like I understand that like their lives are going to be drastically different after this. And I understand that this is a television show, and I don't necessarily think that their faults on the show are character flaws, or, I mean, sometimes I do, but, like, that's also okay. You're allowed to have character flaws. We all have character flaws. I don't know. That's at least my perspective, and that's what, that's the kind of mindset I try to have yeah. whenever we critique people. Here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Same. Yeah. And also to, like, recognize that somebody can be shitty on TV, but, like, I actually don't yeah. feel like it's responsible for us to, like, say that any of them are, like, bad people except that's, for Luca Bish. That's why I, that's why I say <laughs> that fucking Fuck Bravo Luca. and Real Housewives does it so well. Because it's, like, I will watch the Housewives go crazy, and I'm, like, they're probably fine in real life. They're, they're putting it on for a show. And also to like compare across reality television shows, I think that's maybe why I'm comparing that type of thing between The Bachelor and Love Island, right? Because yeah. we get so much more time to get to know the people in Love Island. And that's not to say mm-hmm. people on the internet yes. aren't like awful, horrible, and say terribly cool things without any nuance because they do do all those things. Correct. But yeah. it is a little bit nicer when we have a lot like – longer time to get to know people and we do see a lot more more sides of them that's true mm-hmm. they have more op- opportunity for like uh, a redemption arc mm-hmm. to change your mind or to just like yeah 
yeah. be good and bad at and the same time. And even the villains, yeah. you feel like you know them so well. Even Olivia, it's like, I feel yeah. like I've seen her through so much mm-hmm. that I do have a soft spot in my heart totally. for I'm her. I'm so happy totally. when she connected with Maxwell. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Someone just as catty as she is. Well, yeah. they broke up, by the way. I know. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just, I'm only looking at the context of the show. Of not yes. thinking about external things. No, I think that that's very true. I think that, like, you're able to be villainized and humanized on the show still. Yeah, or at least slightly better than a show like The Bachelor. I agree. Definitely agree with that. And that's also, I think, part of the reason that it's, like, they show so much fun. They show so many challenges. They show just, like, silly conversations about birds and electricity and gravity. And it's, like, all of that stuff endears you to these people because you're not just seeing their catty moments like you do on The Bachelor. It's the equivalent of, you know how we get, like, the tag at the end of The Bachelor where it's just someone doing something silly. Yeah. It's, it's like, they just give us more of those moments. And honestly, sometimes I like that. And they also put out Unseen Bits, which is an entire fucking episode of those moments every week. Nobody watches it. I don't watch it. I know. I'll watch, like, I watched maybe, like, half of them. There's so many memes online about like oh can we just load up love island no it's an unseen bits because <laughs> it's just like i've already i don't know if it's a really funny moment just put in the regular fucking show i totally feel that same way I should, you shouldn't the, the the tv show shouldn't have to rely on unseen bits to fill in the humanizing parts of these people no you know what i mean because no one's fucking watching it but it's better than it's better it's better all. than nothing yeah. yes if this is I all like on a spectrum yeah, There's something going on there. That's then, definitely yeah. true. Agreed. Well, Lauren. Well, Mara. Thank you so much. Well, Lauren. Yeah, at my Airbnb <laughs> in my city. Thank you for having us on your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. She's got the chat. Yes. Thank you. Um, you can find me. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? Oh drop shit! I drop. Yeah. Drop your handle. If okay. You want. Um, I don't. If you want to see what I occasionally do and sometimes talk about like mental health and sex, I guess. Totally. Do I do that on my Instagram? Uh, it ebbs and flows. Follow me at Lauren Simon Says on literally everything. I, uh, I'm i a delight to follow. She is. I agree. Confirmed. Good content for sure. I wish I had something interesting to plug. Um, go to therapy. <laughs> go on psychologytoday.com and find yourself a therapist. I um, second this. Yeah, you can all. search by uh, your specific insurance policy. Yes, mm-hmm. and you can search. You can search by location. You gender. can search by gender. You can search by mm-hmm. um, issue that you're trying to cope with. Mm-hmm. Psychology Today. You should totally sponsor us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Tanya. That's how I found at Shaq, you might benefit honestly every islander should be in therapy as well oh that was another one of the things that i don't remember who was saying this but just like about how good the mental health support is on the show that's good i feel like that was reactionary but i'm glad that it's there i mean yes yeah there's a bit of a history with that one well thank you everyone so much for tuning in Mm -hmm. we cannot thank you enough lauren for being here with us today great conversation a great conversation high brow i think (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what all these degrees get you. Yeah, we've got some master's degrees in the room, people. Yeah. And we cannot wait to chat with you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us at She's Got the Chat on Instagram and TikTok. Rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to chat next week. Thank you.